Romans chapter 5, praise the Lord. Verse 6. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would dare to die. But God commended his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have received the atonement. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so is the free gift. For, it, if, for if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God, the gift by grace, which is by one Jesus Christ, had abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sin, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Wherefore the law entered in that offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. But as sin had reigned unto death, even so might grace Grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, Adam sinned. We all know Adam disobeyed God. And the Lord said to him that the day that you eat of this fruit, thou shalt surely die. And through the walkings of the adversary, he did eat of the fruit and he died. Now, God has set a new fruit in the land. I said, if you eat of this fruit, you will live and not die. Even if you were dead, you will live. And if you live, you shall never die. Glory be to God. That new fruit is Jesus Christ. That in much the same way that Adam had disobeyed God, and because of it, a natural process began to come that created a death process. Hallelujah. And brought man to the place of death. So also there's a new process. 
there's a new process. That if any man believes on the Lord Jesus Christ, that person comes into a new process. The spirit of the Lord comes into that person through the gift of righteousness. Now, the first thing there is that one receives Jesus as Lord. Hallelujah. Then the person allows the Holy Ghost to come in by request. Everything that God does is by request. God is not like the devil. He doesn't pressure you into anything. He gives, makes an offer. It is left to the person to do it. Now, when you have come into Christ and you are a steward in the house of God, hallelujah, is a different thing. What do I mean by that? If you have committed yourself to be a servant of the Lord, to minister in his house, or to be a slave of Christ, your requirement is different. The Bible says it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Hallelujah. It is required. It's a requirement. Amen. All of us are required to be faithful, to be committed to the Lord, and all of that. But God wants us to know what the process of his grace is and what is actually going on with him. Hallelujah. God came into our lives to start a process. He came to start a process. And as we cooperate with that process, life will be the result. Greater life will be the result. The Bible says to us, Christ in us, the hope, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. That's the same thing he's talking about here. That even as the law of sin naturally began to walk, the law of righteousness, the law of grace, the law of the spirit of life is gradually just walking in us. So if a Christian um, goes with the flow of the kingdom of God, he will improve. He or she will continue to improve. As you, keep obe- as you keep doing the word of God, doing the will of God by faith and willfully, deliberately, let me use a better word, deliberately, you will just find yourself getting better at it because there is something at the back end taking place that you're cooperating with. Hallelujah. The Bible says, can two walk together except they be agreed Now, what happened was that when sin came into the world through disobedience, all right, men began to gradually get more wicked and did more wicked things and continued in wickedness until a time came when God got fed up. The Bible says that he he regretted God that he had made man upon the earth for his ways were continually evil or wicked. Violence came into the world. Vile things began to happen upon the earth. And that was not God's purpose from the beginning. So now Jesus has come and has reversed that process. All of us need to know that that process has been reversed. And we have to, we cooperate with the new thing. We agree with the new thing. Amos chapter 3 verse 3 says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ because the Bible tells us 
in John chapter 11 and verse 24, this was how, when that Jesus came um, after the Lazarus had died, a mother had come to him and um, Jesus said unto him, verse 23, thy brother shall rise again. A mother said unto him, I know he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day, which is true. All of us who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ will have resurrected bodies. We will rise from the dead on the day of Christ. Mother said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the, right, in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Then he said, believest thou this? There is something about us believing God that causes so much more to happen. So much more. So much more. And it's our faith that activates the forces of God's kingdom. Faith is heaven's currency. Faith is the conductor of God's power. As long as your switch of faith is on or your faith is on, the thing that God promised will come right through. It's coming through. Hallelujah. Because he's already in us. Now, if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Because he is the beginning, he's the earnest, he's the down payment, hallelujah, of that inheritance. He's the deposit of that inheritance that we have, the blessed inheritance that we have in Christ Jesus. Everything we have in Christ is good, hallelujah. Nothing about it is not good. Everything we have in Christ is good. There is nothing about it that is bad, nothing. And when the master forewarns us that there might be some tribulation, it is because the adversary would try to come against the church. But he said, I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So the master already knew that the adversary would try. But he also knew that he would not succeed. And in fact, he said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. And so while we're here, we're victors. Hallelujah. We're not defeated. We're more than conquerors. God finished the Bible says in the, in the, in the, in the big book of the beginnings in Genesis. He said, God saw all that he made, and it was good. In fact, he, he came to a point, he said, and he saw it, and it was very good. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, when God finished with the new creation, he looked at it and said, this is more than just good. This is perfect. This is excellent. There's nothing like it. Hallelujah. And that's who we are. That's where we are operating from. Now, before that, he says, we were without strength. While we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. He died for everybody. But not everybody, just like God loves everybody, but not everybody enjoys the benefit of that love. Jesus died for everyone, but not everybody has access to what he died for us to receive. 
It is available to all, but it is not automatic to everyone that will get it. You know, that's where, you know, there was a, a dear preacher who, who said that, um, you know, everybody has been saved. Potentially, yes. But for it to become activated in a person's life is a matter of choice because God does not force himself on anyone. Hallelujah. God tells you what you're supposed to do. It's only when you have come to him and you have become committed and you give him permission to do some things, then he will begin to tell you and instruct you. God only instructs children that are his. God disciplines those who are his. God does not touch strangers. As we do and walk in line with what God has said, the force of life that is in us, we begin to become made more manifest in this life. We begin to agree. First of all, know who we are. We're new creatures. We're not who we used to be. We're not um, on the inside weaklings anymore. We have been energized. We have been strengthened. Hallelujah. By Christ in the inner man. We have become new creations, new creatures. People that have not been before. We're here now. Amen. We're here now. And as we pray in the spirit and do the things that God says to us, that life begins to come from the inside to the outside. The last Adam, the Bible says to us, is a life-giving spirit. The first Adam was a living soul. The last Adam is a life-giving spirit. We have life in us. Our way of thinking is different from the world. Our way of doing things different from the world. Our way of doing things is in line with God's word. And that is God's way of doing things. And it's natural to us. Hallelujah. We're taught a few skills, but we have the nature. The believer needs to know that he has the nature of God. We have the nature that agrees with what God has asked us to do. We don't have a nature that does not agree with righteousness. We have the spirit of God's grace in us, enabling us to do right. First of all, throw out condemnation. Throw out condemnation. What do I mean by that? What I mean is that you, have, you are a sinner, that there is sin in your life. Throw out sin. Now, when I'm saying this, I'm saying two things, really. But the, one, the, the, the thing that I'm touching there is the fact that if you're carrying guilt, you need to let guilt go. Just roll it up, throw it into the trash can, and move on. You are forgiven and you are washed or cleansed with the blood of Jesus. When you have asked God to forgive you, it's over. Forget about it. You made a mistake, it's over. You don't keep, you know, there is no penance in the kingdom. Because there is no payment for sin. Where remission exists, there is no more sacrifice for sin. Hallelujah. This kind of sacrifice does not exist anymore. It is unnecessary. It has been dealt with. It has been done away with. 
We do right. Amen. Just yield to right living. Yield to righteousness. That is your nature. Grace is there to help you. There's available grace to live this life. It's important to know that our default position is righteousness. Before we got saved, our default position was sin, sinner. We should do right. But if, if you saw that you did something wrong, it, there is a program that you were running that you need to delete. There is something you're thinking that you should not have been thinking that brought you there. The Bible says something about, it says in the book of the Epistles of John, it says, it doesn't yet appear what we shall be like, but we know that when it shall appear, we shall be like him because we will see him as he is. It says, for as he is, so are we in this world. Amen. Then he says something after that. He says, those who have this hope in themselves purified himself even as he is pure. Why does that happen? Because he has a mentality that he is like Jesus. Amen? Now, even doesn't matter what your, 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 your mistake has been, your sin has been, repent of it and let it go. Amen? Let it go so that you're free to worship. You're free to be in the presence of God. You're free to win souls, to reconcile others to Jesus. You are free to allow the Holy Spirit accomplish what he came to do in our lives, in your life, so that he can reign. This grace is talking about reigning here. It's actually the spirit of grace walking in us, establishing the things of God in us. When the Holy Ghost moves into a person's life, he begins to change things. And that's why you hear messages like, um, stop, uh, stop, you know, uh, uh, keeping the wrong uh, friendship, stop keeping, the, that's the wrong company, because it will corrupt your manners. Hallelujah. Because it, it can destroy when you're keeping the wrong company because they're not going to encourage you in the light. The Bible says that he that walketh with the wise will become wise. You notice that there are people that you are friendly with and at the time you're friendly with them, you're doing better concerning the things of God. You are more spiritual when you're with them than when you are not with them. Those are wise people. And there are people, when you hang around them, you are more susceptible to doing something wrong. He that walketh with the wise will become wise. The companion of fools will be destroyed. You, 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 and even in the kingdom, you may have somebody that you keep company with who has a foul mouth. And they're constantly speaking negative things. Things that are contrary to the new creation, to the new reality that we have in Christ, to the truth that we have embraced in Christ. When that person is talking, that person will be talking at their level. Don't go there because 
Your thoughts affect what you say. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And what you say determines the trajectory of your life, the direction in which your life will go, in, go to. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Even if you were, even if you're, 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 you're you know, you, you have been living holy, you have been doing the things of God, and then you begin to keep this company and they're doing foul talking, and you join them in the foul talking, it's going to drive you back into death. Jesus did not commit himself to the people. John chapter 2 verse 24, it says, But Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men and needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. So you, you can't say, oh, my best friend is, is, a, is a criminal. The fact that you have added best friend to it means that he's somebody to whom you are committed, somebody whom you are attached to, especially emotionally, somebody that can influence you and you influence the person. How does that happen? When we were in the world, it is possible, but in Christ, the Bible says, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. So the mentality of the believer, your friendship has to be something that improves your work with God.